Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mental Threads Podcast. This is episode 115, I think. Yeah, you're 115. Um, I'm here with the producer right here. He's a very, very dope producer. Gladly he put me on to some of his beats just now, just bumming out in his oh, Honda. It's a Honda, right? Honda. Honda, yeah, dude. This is this is really this is like crazy i don't even know why he's like not signed right yet right now because it's like bro like to know that he literally told me that he had like oh like over hundreds of beats and everything i'm not going to disclose the exact same number because it's like we're trying to go fed like that but it's like dude that's like a whole library of like sounds and everything and like to be like this far and everything with the sounds that he's got going it's like i i, I don't know this sounds like some really good stuff but anyway his name is mjr <laughs> i don't want to go on and on about introduction but yeah mjr right here Yes, sir. How y'all doing today, man? It's MJR. <laughs> yes, MJR. And MJR, may I mind you to uh, mind asking you? I know you uh, just dropped in Charlotte kind of recently too. Uh, like about like what two some months and everything. Where are you originally from? Yeah, I'm originally from Philadelphia. Oh, crazy! I got family filled up because I'm Liberian, so I don't know. It's like Philadelphia. That's one of the main spots that we be like, you know, conjured up as Philly, Minnesota, and everything. I ever, you know, anybody uh, that was Liberian out there in Philadelphia? I mean, honestly, a lot of my friends were either African, Liberian, Nigerian, um, Haitian. I had a lot of different culture friends throughout my whole life, so I know a lot of people for sure, for sure. Okay, cool. That's crazy. But you're like, you're just straight up just black American, basically. That's your roots and everything. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's a lot of things about me that I don't even know about myself, according to my family. So, I mean, I feel like I'm black American. So we're going to rock with that. I mean, just for right now, I mean, until you take the DNA test and everything of that nature, like, you, you want to take those tests and everything? Uh, I definitely want to. Um, it's been something that's been on my mind. Okay, you know, sure. once I sit down and settle, I'll be like, okay, let me go ahead and take this test and really get to know who I am. I think 23 and me has like the best um, results and everything. You can try other ones. I'm going to probably start with 23 and me and everything. See what's up with that. I know I'm all right. No, I'm Liberian, but who knows? I want to see like how deep it is and like see like where like maybe there's other parts. Maybe there's some Arabian here, some Egyptian, who knows? Mm -hmm. And everything. I know my uh, my tribe, tribal people are originally from Sudan and they just settled in really? Liberia. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, like people like they walk around like I'm, I'm from a family of nomads who started from nomads. Like that's what tribal folk of the mono people from Liberia. They're just they just traveled on foot so like they were the main people who were like trading uh when people during the salt trade and everything with the arabs and stuff so a lot of us have so many different we all, that's why a lot of us look kind of different but kind of similar at the same time because we were traveling so you know when you're traveling you guys get a taste like oh damn who's that thick ass girl with the, mm -hmm. the freaking with the what's up what you call it the hijab yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so just like just be it'd be stuff like that so when people travel that's what they carry with them and we just settled in the mountains of liberia that's and stuff awesome like that. that's awesome seriously yeah, definitely yeah. definitely something to look into like to really get in connection with like your roots and stuff of that nature i, I especially i especially want to push that for a lot of my black american friends and stuff of that nature since you can take a dna test it might not be the most accurate but it'll pretty much bring you closer to where like you know uh you know where your your roots are as close as possible i know like samuel jackson took his test and got his um his roots are rediscovered from gambia and everything he went and connected with this tribe and they all look so much like him and then, like, the same thing um, with Erica Badu, um, with her, her a tribal folk, like, there was just already a connection there. So it's like, once you really reconnect with your tribe people, we, we take you in, there ain't nothing crazy about that. So it's just a matter of just putting that That's investment. That's crazy that you say that, man. It, it really opens my mind because, you know, because I don't know a lot about my family, thinking, even thinking that it might be a tribe that I belong to. Of course. Now, you know, that brings, honestly, that brings a lot of comfort 
And it's like, dang, it is somebody out there that yeah. may relate to me on a bloodline level. Yeah, maybe a spiritual level or too. spiritual level as well. Yeah, because tribal yeah. folk, a lot of us have certain like uh, tendencies. That, like, you know, we also got it like different. Just like how races kind of have their stereotypes. There's a lot of tribal folk that kind of got their stereotypes. Like, okay, for Santa, like I'm mono. Like, you know, like my Liberian folk are the mono tribe people. So it's like a lot of us are known for being very like intelligent, you know, bright people. But we're very, what comes with that is a sense of arrogance and head assery. <laughs> so it's just like a lot of people just, I see a lot throughout my I travel folk too. We're very intelligent. We're very loving, but it's like sometimes we screw ourselves when we're kind of head ass over there when we think we know too much, and that's when we have issues and that's stuff. Right. So it's like you know the and then Liberia, there's a bossa people, which their women are very very friendly and <laughs> very social, and um not trying to not trying to diss nobody or anything. Uh, you know, Pele people from my experience are very very kind hearted, are very very you know chill chill people. Crew people are very much close to like the ocean and the beaches, so they're very kind of chill also. Um, and it's just like, you know, stuff like that Kron people who like we kind of have bumped our heads with in the past civil wars and stuff like that. they're very strong hearted type strong warriors. So it's like, you know, so it's like when people were snatching people up, the slaves and everything, they were very much so um, they were like the people, the main people fighting against that. Like, no, you ain't going to enslave me. Like, they're they're like the, the killmongers on that. Sense. Like you're yeah. not going to say, yeah, yeah. There's a lot when looking deeper in your culture. So that's why I really want to push a lot of black Americans to definitely take that DNA test. If they want if it gives you a hint of what your tribal folk is it's good to like look up look them up and reconnect with them you know get get in touch with them maybe even change your name to something because it's like literally you can take any uh word from their language and make that your name and that could just be just to take your power back if you want you don't gotta read this disregard any all the history that your family roots have had in america but definitely consider like your roots in africa too you know to get your power back in a sense you know absolutely honestly you just open my mind up yeah. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation, but I have a a brother, older brother, not an actual brother, but he's like an older brother to me named Yael. Mm-hmm. And we was talking about like name changing and stuff like yeah. that. And you just kind of gave me an idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, sure. Like for instance, like my government name, although it's like, yeah, I prefer for people to just call me Toasty, especially at this stage in my life. My full uh, name is T. Dolake Seifidi. So it's like uh, the first part is called T, which is actually a variation of uh, uh, the word in my native language, which means black. And uh, then there's my middle name, um, which is Dolake, which means uh, one can make it by himself or um, basically uh, togetherness and unity um, is key to progress um, and survival. Um, and it's like, there's also my last name, Seifidi, the first part, Say, which is like, what we would name your firstborn son. Um, and then the last part, Fili, which is like the morning dew on the grass. Cause like my family, um, my dad's side was actually mostly hunters. So it's like they had to wake up really early to really like catch their, what they got to catch. So it's like, that was the first thing they see was the morning dew on the grass. And that's basically. That's some, that's some uh, deep shit you just said, bro. Yeah, that was crazy, ain't it? <laughs> crazy. Hell, hell yeah. Like I got. Well, MJR is my actual name. It's just my abbreviation, not abbreviation, acronyms of my first, last name, middle name, and last name. And you ain't got to drop it if you want to stay fat. Uh, we know it's MJR. You ain't got to know all that. But just know that I'm coming. I'm coming hard. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. With a type of beast, I know we kind of fell out of line and trying to speak about a whole lot of stuff right there. But it's like, yeah, yeah, your beast right there, it's, it's really, really good stuff. I could probably see definitely Kanye West on it. I could de- I could see like a lot of good music, to all, like, you know, good music brand people. But it's right. like, you know, they, they aren't together as much 
much. But yeah, Big Sean, most definitely. Um, maybe two chains, maybe two chains, two chains. Uh, I know like he was kind of in that lane for a while. But like, yeah, that sounds like something that it's just like a lot of really dope like established artists would definitely like consider investing money into. So it's like that's why I'm like he kind of blew. I don't want to say it blew my mind in a sense. Um, but in a sense, it's just like just listening to it, it's like okay, like and to know that you got like like over hundreds more, some that's like probably similar, even close to that quality. It's like that's just like man, it's just a matter of time, really. The more than just a matter of just like like oh, you need to work on this, you got to work on that. Just got to raise your brand awareness to it, and it's just I'm sure like there'll be a lot of people who would definitely uh, invest in in your beats for sure. I mean, definitely, I, I believe once the brand awareness gets to the stage that it's supposed to be. I'm very confident that once the people hear it, they'll be like, okay, it's up there. And people will start to be like, okay, I want to work with this dude. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's a couple stages in my plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Once the brand awareness gets to that point, you'll start to see the stages and you'll start to see what my true goal is in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you guys start to see that unfold, then, you know, Come work with me. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, man. I know hella dope artists and everything. A lot of them I interviewed. Yeah, definitely. If you want to check out their interviews, too, you can check the Spotify link when I send it to you and stuff. Um, I understand. Did you happen to have anything to do with the past event, uh, Charlotte Spark, uh, recently? Or No. I'm not. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how we got linked together then because I be seeking interviews all the time. So it's just like, you know, it's just finding people and everything. It's, it doesn't really seem uh, hard for my uh, Honestly, um, I recently just started mm-hmm. promoting, and when I ain't going to say promoting, but um, posting more content of me creating beats and mm-hmm. just showing my lifestyle, going to the gym, um, having people in the studio singing, rapping. And I believe you know somebody named Love V. Love. Oh, Love. Oh, oh Love uh, V. Yeah, Love Ivy or is it Love V? Cause, love V. Okay, yeah, sure. I think, yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got him locked down for November, actually. I think, yeah, I think he just made a poster and everything about the whole Mental Test podcast. And, and honestly, yeah. I believe that might have been why. Yeah. You followed me because you follow him, and I know love me and love. That's that's my dog. Um, okay. I can't wait to start really locking in and, and producing some of his records because he's going to be something special. Um, and you know, once he gets to that level, he's going to need somebody that can definitely see his vision and create the frequencies that he needs. Um, so maybe you found him because I know he was posting some of the stuff I was doing on his story. So you might have found it. I don't know how you found me, but, you know, that's um, just the beauty of social media. You're going to find someone somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> and dude, I just talking to Lovey because I did speak, speak to him mostly as like uh, like through the DMs, mostly the direct messages. So it's just like, you know, I'm always trying to seek out other artists and everything. And he seems like I've seen from his cover, film from his energy. He seems kind of very uh, energetic about his whole music career and stuff. And although we kind of said uh, the interview always for november i'm looking forward to it and everything um but it's just like it seems i don't know if he has a team or whatever but it's like i do have the feeling that you know he 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 will get things together once i really like listen to a little bit of his music i'll be get like a sense of like um really like what his style is and stuff of that nature but hearing from what you're saying before we even meet and everything that's already giving me high hopes for the interview as a whole um I will say um, meeting him, being in the studio with him, um, him actually making a song to one of my beats, I will say that he is going to be a great 
act in the industry once he gets there. Um, and you'll enjoy work. You'll enjoy speaking to him. He's very, um, he's very intelligent. Okay. And he has a good, I noticed that he has a good knack to figure out what works with what. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, and he has an ambient rock. Well, to me, it's got a little R&B mixed into it. I don't know if he would say that, but just hearing his voice, it has soul in it. I noticed that a lot of people who mix the rock and hip hop genre, a lot of them don't have any soul in their voice. Okay. And I feel that from him. Okay, so you say like maybe this is a sense of maybe a modern day Jimi Hendrix a little sprinkled in there somewhere, or is it just like maybe just his own thing? Um, I I don't I never like saying someone's a modern day this person or modern day that person. He's oh, no, just, just he's just a modern day lovey. Okay, I'll just say that. Okay, well that's a good way to put it. That puts him in his own lane, so it's like it doesn't mean like he's just trying to be something or whatever. That's cool. I definitely got to check out his music for sure. I can't wait because I like hearing like other artists and their works and everything. And but also that's why I like love doing this whole podcast situation. Hearing like what brought you to the table and everything, mm-hmm. what really pushed you. Cause we all got our own stories and everything thing hip-hop is really like a quilt of everybody's own narrative kind of sewn into the history so we're all just kind of got our own page within that book in the sense right. of just like you know i started here this thing fell apart here i put my stuff together here and throughout music kind of carried me through that hard time and now i'm here doing it through music you know it's just that's just that's just the beauty of hip-hop and that's the beauty of like you know this a this spirit of the the black man as a whole so like we really could really change our adversity and really use it as fuel to like not just make it out that but actually actually like use it uh, that negativity to really change to something entirely positive like you know like when enslaved people made like country music you know people in the you know jim crow area made like or even before they made jazz made uh, jazz music or the blues and stuff I, will, of that nature. I will say this yeah um there is a stage in my plan where i really want to promote the idea of us really taking back our music mm-hmm. rock came from us mm-hmm. R&B came from us pop came from us mm-hmm. you can say no disrespect to anybody that's why I love white people mm-hmm. but any type of genre ever that is existing came from us even mm-hmm. country death metal we started all of it I mean, yeah, to the roots and everything. But instead of saying as like, oh, take it back or anything, um, in a sense, why don't we just like just own the fact that it's like as people who create the creativity of things, let that just be a reflection of just like, you know, just our uh, just not in a sense of like, oh, our, our wonder, but it's just like just the wonders of what comes with like being like a black man, whether no matter where you're at, whether if you're incarcerated, stuck in like the wilds of America and just like all the systematic like, oppression that goes with that like literally we're like creators we literally bring about life life through different dimensions of just music uh movies books all types of things and still manage to kind of keep a lot of us still managing somehow to keep our sanity through a lot of it you know so it's like we ain't gotta take nothing back just keep creating we're not people that take we're people that create or people that make. That's why it's just like, you know, for us to be, for this to distort our image to be, you know, killers and everything. All this other stuff, drug dealers and stuff. I don't, not so much against it, whatever, you know, whatever gets you through the wild, but it's like, we got to realize that's very counterintuitive. You know what I'm saying? Just keep creating, keep making. Look, you made 300 beats, dude. Like, I mean, that's not no slouch stuff. I mean, I'll say this. Uh, it's more of a agree to disagree. And the reason why I, it's kind of like, I look at it like this. Mm-hmm. 
the reason why I said that we got to take it back is because, unfortunately, it has been stolen from us. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I mean, an artist can get a popping song off on the Internet mm -hmm. and everybody and their mama likes a song. And then um, a label approaches them, yeah. traps them in some fucked up deal. Mm -hmm. And now their entire career, their entire catalog, their royalties is now been stolen from them. And they probably never even knew from the beginning because they just didn't understand the mm -hmm. language that was on those contracts. Mm -hmm. And even though that person signed it willingly in a weird poetic justice kind of way, it was stolen from them. Oh yeah. No, so that's just how I look at it. Maybe yeah. the terminology might have been might could be different, but okay. you know, I'm about empowering what yeah. needs to be empowered. So you would push being more independent in a sense, instead of just being like putting all our uh, eggs in the basket of a of the of a like superpower label or anything of that nature. Let's just try to work more independently and try to gain whatever re revenue and uh, through that. Yeah, in that case, and like, yeah, I get it through that. It's like, yeah, I just yeah. want to be more independent. No, that's fine. That's just that's a okay. that's a that's a better. I guess that's a more better way to yeah. put it. And I do push independence in in this day and age we don't need major labels and yeah. they're and they know that of course so that's why you notice a lot of the new acts that come out mm -hmm. i'm not sure if they are intelligent mm -hmm. but they sure don't come off as intelligent okay so they come off as being easily manipulated and kind of selling their soul and you know now we're at a point where we have the resources and we have everything we need to be successful, independent acts mm -hmm. that can reach a A-lister status yeah. without the help of a major label. But, you know, yeah. it's just all about building leverage, like how like Russ would even say. That's why I say it's like really, you know, we try to bring uh, I don't want to say like race into it in a sense, but it's just in a sense of just like, you know, uh, realizing just where the wonders of just the age that we live in now and that's why when i speak to all sorts of artists i always talk to them about a about an organization i i i seen off social media called crowd freak okay. where they can literally hook artists up through distro freak a distribution service that they have where they can really not only get all your music out there to all these different streaming platforms but they can also hook you up with performances at festivals and i speak about this to every artist i meet it's just like you know lock in with these people while they're just growing in now so it's like you know because if they really grow and you could actually be more likely to build a partnership like how access tentacion did with epic records as opposed to just you know just yes x x tentacion yeah access Tentacion. Tentacion. Tentacion, yeah. Disrespecting. <laughs> okay, let's let's leave it at X. We know who we're talking about. That's my guy. Yeah, no, I <laughs> have you seen the documentary on Hulu? Of course I have. No, see when he said that he want he had to build a partnership with Epic Records and everything, it had to make me think like partnership. We really do need to build a like a even ground whatever uh platform we're working with yeah. and everything. If we really want to get some kind of not just like profit, but just to actually grow and have more legroom to do whatever. Because you hear a lot of artists and be like, oh man, like, I can't even drop this yet or oh, I can't even drop my own car. So why would you even sign a piece of paper to sell your soul into that degree where people can control you? Like, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, I, I can tell you exactly I just can't do that. Just, I'm an Aquarius, man. I can tell you exactly why. It's yeah. ignorance and desperation. Yeah. A lot of these artists, they come from fucked up situations. Yeah. And some of them 
don't even don't have the knowledge to get the resources or some of them are in positions where they can't get the resources. Mm-hmm. So when they when they when they song hot, a label approach them like, look, we're going to give you two million, one million, five hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever to, you know, start your career path. And they like, hell, yeah, I need that cash now, even though they got to pay it back. But. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can't, and you really can't really shit on it as much because, you know, even with situations like, why, well, this music thing, if it really takes me to a level where like I can really change my family, like, up and everything, like, I especially want to move my mom's outside of Charlotte and everything, get her, like, a nice little crib that she can stay at, safe and sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, because, like, niggas really do be crazy out here. And it's just like, I'm not trying to say I got enemies, enemies, like, I'm just, I'm like, the, the, no, because they really do be haters and everything. People that that are mentally unstable. Uh, we don't know what happened to them in their show. Maybe they're molested. I don't know. Because, like, for them to really conjure that demonic energy of, like, being mad at somebody for doing well for themselves to where you want to take their lives away, where that threatens your sense of peace and everything. You know, when I see people, like, winning life, I can't help but get inspired. Like, wow, he did that, so I could probably do that. He's doing well, so I could probably do well. He's been through that, so I could probably get through whatever I'm going through. People just don't have that mindset. People really want to take your life away over this stuff. I know it doesn't really connect entirely to, like, you know, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, that doesn't excuse it. But it's like I get it from, like, trying to change your situation. Transitioning through this genre, the most dangerous genre, the most likely genre you can get shoot in the face with, it's tough. You never see country singers have to worry like, dang, man, Randy Travis might catch me lacking. Like, no. no Randy or like, damn, Billy Ray Cyrus really <laughs> off the zoink. He said, no, I know shit like that. It's just like, dude, they talk, they just make the music and then like well, when the time's over, it's over. Unfortunately, um, because of a particular situation that I've heard about or read about yeah. when, quote unquote, major labels decided to promote, quote unquote, gangster rap because now since that's being promoted being pushed the listeners the fans will start to act more like that and go to jail Mm -hmm. and then they put money into the prisons investing into their stocks and investing into god god knows what else you know in order to capitalize off that it was it's i hate to say it's an ingenious plan but it's fucked up I oh, mean, it's but, sinister at the moment, but yeah. it's a one. It's a plan that's been sinisterly working in their favor. You know, we live in a capitalist society. It's all about profit, profit, profit. Where can I get the profit, profit, profit from? And a lot of this is this distorted image of like masculinity, especially for black men. That sense that you need to have a gun, you need to be a shooter, you gotta beat the hell out of niggas, you gotta take their life away. They even play with your image or whatever. And it's like you know, a lot of this shit is skin deep, and it all comes down to demasculation of the black man as a whole. Man, it's just like dude like we really like as an image they really demasculated us to the point where we're good for nothing but sex and everything or just uh things of that nature where it's just like you know this image of just like you gotta be hyper masculine to be valid you know what i'm saying and that's that's counterproductive for us like yeah they'll talk about these images about like indian folk and like chinese folk or make them sound you know they're like socially inept or like incapable but at the same time no sense of their masculinity is challenged and everything yeah sure it's an image that they put like in a sitcom or whatever but it's just like you know they can still get married they can still have children and no matter what happened they can still like be happy as they are whereas like for black men i feel like it's hard for us to really like really really just even be okay with just being okay <laughs> and that's where um, shit is fucked up you know i mean at the end of the day i look at it like this um before i say this i will say they are definitely 
demasculating the black man. And in my opinion, which I believe is a fact, it's because they know that we got juice. If we were to reach a certain level of intellect and um, maturity, strength, that we would pretty much be unstoppable. We're, we're like their worst enemies, so they're trying to break us down. But I will say that over the course of the last maybe five or six years, I've started to see a shift in the mentality of the black man in small spurt small groups we're starting to figure it out and i think that you know we're going to get to a point where it's like okay we got it all figured out and i believe that the programming that they put on us is slowly dripping away Mm -hmm. drop by drop is going away and we're going to get to that point Oh yeah, most definitely. But it's just like instead of focus on getting reaching a certain point, let's focus on really knocking down certain like trends and certain habits. For most definitely, like you know, definitely want to get in touch spirit spirituality. You got to build a relationship with God or just some type of power above you um, that really keeps you on the righteous. And in a sense, it really just kind of builds. That really kind of bleeds into all the aspects of your life. You know, really treating your body like a temple. Really focus on what you put in your body. That's one thing. You know, because you know, I, I, I like a little fry chicken like maybe some fried food here and there and everything every one every once in a while but don't rely on it so heavy that's it's all you eat you know like i really like i go to like this like a place like like the yafo kitchen that you ever find a time you know they have mediterranean food good good mediterranean food that little macaroni here a little bit of like some quinoa here some chickpeas here and everything you know mediterranean diet that's really really good if you want to get like certain things in the balance you know drinking a lot of water exercising i know you you're really happy with your fitness stuff and everything everything um but just beyond that really practicing uh really practicing uh, certain habits uh in regards to like and principles and everything and never yeah. put your passions above your principles treat other people the way you want to be treated you know if something doesn't isn't worth investing in you don't have to really push back into it because that could really drag you into a wrong direction yeah. you know especially like what boondocks explained with the whole uh nigga moment situations we all been through a nigga moment at one point or another probably countless times countless and, nigga moments. and you have to you have to learn to just walk away when, when to let it go you know like yeah sure like there might be some people that might disrespect or do whatever but it's not really worth losing your freedom for like you know for anybody who's listening bro because like there's situations where you hear people like you can look it up on youtube people that literally all it took was one punch and knock people the hell out and they land wrong or they break their neck or their head slam on the concrete yeah, that was it for them and now you gotta go to prison just for that you know, always keep that in mind, you know, just focus on your family, focus on building yourself, focus on really building your circle and like literally all yeah. will be well. And just focus on the positive and forget about the negative. I can never stress that enough. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there have been situations where you had to like deal with some people that it's just like, oh, man, I, like damn, it's like where it's just kind of like kind of stuck with you and everything where it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you just had to really choose like yourself over all that. Have you ever had a situation like that? Say it one time. I know it's like kind of a weird question, but it's like, have you ever had a situation where you had to deal with ignorance? And how do you deal with that? I mean, honestly, I deal with ignorance all the time. Um, the best way that I deal with that is honestly just kind of, it depends on the situation. Um, if I feel like my life is threatened, then I'll act accordingly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's something stupid, mm-hmm. honestly, I'll just walk away because it's like, it's not worth it's not worth me having to really hurt somebody to prove a point that doesn't matter. Yes. 
But yeah. then if my life is in danger or life of someone that I love or my family, then I will act accordingly. But other than that, there's no point to entertain stupid shit. Definitely no point for definitely, especially in the long term. Always got to think about the long game and every de- every decision you make is a wise man has to think about the long game and everything. Never think about the short game. Never think impossibly. Right. Impossibly. Got to always think, consider, you got to really consider like really like, like what is the backdrop in regards to certain uh, reactions to things. Um, but anyway, back on the whole uh, on focusing on you, because I know you spoke about how you're from like uh, Philadelphia and everything. Could you pretty much describe what your life was like before you came down here to Charlotte uh, not too recently? I mean, a good a good summary of my life is a lot of experience a lot of negativity especially growing up in a certain environment you know you you are you are forced to learn a lesson very quickly is that you can't really trust people i hate to say that you learn that really quickly Mm -hmm. and the people who you think are your friends are your could are not your friends or could, could be, be your, your worst, worst enemy and you learn that very quickly and then you know i will say in a way it's negative but in a way it's positive um it instills in you that no matter where you are you're still in the jungle cuz at the end of the day you can be in a nice suburb and then somebody that's on drugs decides that they want to pull out a knife Mm -hmm. and take money from you. Mm -hmm. And now you're in a position where you got to defend yourself. You know, that can happen anywhere. I mean, the odds of it happening in certain neighborhoods is low, but the odds of it happening in other neighborhoods is high. And living in that type of neighborhood really made me aware of things and put and instilled in me a, a edge that won't ever go away. You know, I'm not going to be one of these uh, happy-go-lucky walking around dressing like Carlton. I'm just not because I'm just that's just not where I'm from. It's not what's in me, you know, and no disrespect to those type of people. You know what I'm saying? But they're unfortunately because of where I'm from. I'll never have that super go lucky. Everything is fine. I'll always be ready. Uh, I'll never walk around with like AirPods in my ear if I'm walking down the street or looking at my phone. I'm always aware of my surroundings. Even in a even in a movie theater, even the mall, it, I could just well, I'm just always aware. It just it just happens. This is what's instilled in me. Yeah, man, life is crazy that way. So you really can't even be safe at a dang uh, movie theater anymore. Like they friggin' drop a movie if some dude wants to shoot up the damn. Somebody wants to shoot, shoot up the, the damn, damn movie theater. I mean, the odds of it happening are low, but shit. it kind of raises up if you're a black man, dude. Especially like uh, fatality rates, man. It's like really like from police, other black people, <laughs> and everything. You know, it's just like you know being being a pretty much. Uh, being like misconstrued as probably like a thug, a quote unquote, which is really just a deviation from the word nigga, really. Yeah. Uh, and everything. And then it's just like, really, you can have like, you can be just in front of the freaking corner store one day. Next thing you do, some dude is like choking you out and everything for like no reason. Like just because, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you look like somebody else, you know, it's crazy. That, 
Absolutely. Like, I mean, I've been in situations where, you know, I'm just walking down the street and you can me. I'm I'm an energy person, so I can feel the energy of my surroundings and some places just got a toxic vibe to it. And then you just feel it, you know, your 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 hair or your skin kind of flies up like something ain't right. And it don't even got to be something ain't right towards you. It could be somebody getting their ass whooped right around the corner. You don't even know it. Somebody getting shot and stabbed right down the street from where you walk and you don't know. So, you know, you 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 you, you learn. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I left Philadelphia, because I wanted to change that energy. Mm-hmm around me so I won't be subjected to it as much. I mean, it's going to be wherever you go. Oh, yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, I just wanted to get away from it. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, Charlotte ain't a bad place and everything to get away. Although it's like sometimes we have our times too, especially certain yeah. sides of town mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, the thing about Charlotte, we're still trying to establish ourselves as a whole, also as a city, whether it comes to the music thing or just in general. Like we still have yet to, for any of our teams that win a championship, whether for be dang, um, the Hornets or like the Panthers, you know, it's like Hornets are still trying to like, they're still trying to get things together. Uh, Panthers are still trying to like change things up to get things back together from what, you know, like 2015 we're in the Super Bowl. So it's just like, you know, it's just, it's just things of that nature. So it's like, when I hear like a lot of people from out of town are coming to sell here, just the last several episodes are from people who don't even grow up in Charlotte. There's always people that come from outside of Charlotte and settle in here, which is, I'm all good for it and everything, you know, find where you got to stay stride. And like, I'm thinking about going to DC uh, pretty soon. Soon, uh, because like I want to go go to graduate school at Howard and stuff of that nature, but it's like you know, yeah. I mean, if you can go to another town, you're trying to make life for yourself. You're the goat, low key, because it's like it's really like a whole change from like familiarity. This um, is my, yeah. this will be my second time. I was living in Atlanta uh-huh. for about two years, okay, cool. and then I decided to come to Charlotte for some unfortunate reasons that didn't work out like I thought. But uh-huh. uh, you know, you learn life, you learn lessons, and you just keep on going. Yeah, man, that's that's the right way to go for sure, man. I, I know like Atlanta's popping right now. Do you say like maybe Atlanta kind of rubbed on you positively in regards to like your uh, work ethic or just your music or creativity anyway, that boy? Atlanta rubbed on me very positive, positively when it came to my worth ethic in my musical career. Um, a part of me actually thinks I might be going back. Um, I'm going to see once I get myself in a certain position, if I feel like it's a better move for me and my team to go to move the operation back to Atlanta, then I might go back or we might stay in Charlotte. You know, we're still kind of, you know, ironing out all of the kinks in the plan in the in the machine. And, you know, once we get to that point where it's start to time to start the next stage of the plan, then we'll see where we go from there. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. I definitely want to check in with Atlanta. I think that I knew one guy who knew, like, a couple studios in Atlanta, so I might tap in with him. I'm trying to see if I can get him on the podcast. I need to see what's up with him, you know, because last time I spoke to him, I spoke to him about the whole crowd freak situation, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, definitely as a developing artist, you got to get used to kind of, like, uh, performing in front of crowds. Some of the crowds might be small. Some crowds might be really large. But the thing is, like, they have a whole, like, artist development, like, you know, situation going for them. So it's just, like, you know, you'll be seeing people that you never would thought of like or be stabbing from a crowd or rock a crowd and it's just mm-hmm. like really like, the whole confidence kind of built in with them mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature so it's like you know i'm all for artist development i'm all for everybody trying to like get his 
to be the best version of themselves. Um, because once you put that energy out there, it'll come back to you. But not just regards to that. It's just in my nature. You know, like I love this hip hop thing so crazy that it's just hearing from other people's perspective, you know, knowing what their story is, knowing that they could be able to turn something negative and become positive with it. It's just like, you know, it's just it's all the wonder for me. You know, it's, it's just like it's just like wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. No negative energy. Although you're going to come across people that aren't and everything, you know, like, um, has there been a situation throughout your career? Cause I don't know. Like how long have you been uh, making beats uh, so far, sir? I've been making music since I was 21. And how old are you now? I am 28. Oh, word, shoot. Okay, dang, 28. All right, uh, hitting close to 30 right now. But it's like, it's no problem. You, you're just striding together and everything. You know, it's all realistic. Age is a facade. It's not really real to me. I mean, physically, yeah, mentally, not really. Yeah. Uh, even physically, if you treat your body right, eat right, you know, you can escape, I guess, the negative negative things of age if you just treat your body better, you know? Oh, yeah, surely, man. But it's like, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, we're all trying to make it. I know, like, in my, especially for me, like, I'm 24 and everything. And it's just like, I'd be thinking about, like, a lot of people I looked up to, like, say, like, maybe like a, like a Tupac or a Biggie or a Lil Wayne and everything. They were much, much younger when they were, like, really popping with a lot of this stuff and everything. But this, I try to keep that in mind that it's like, at the same time, you know, everybody's path is different. Everybody moves at different times and everything. It's better to be a refined, like, like 20 year old than a, 18 year old that was like maybe might have been popping but then scrambled out of control and then fell off completely and you know really building something for yourself off that you know so i always try to keep that in mind that it's like you know like it's just there's a lot of people that didn't like two two chains didn't even make it make it make it and it wasn't popping until 2013 he was in his 30s and everything in his late 30s i think he was 36 when he first when that whole um what's that that whole based on a true story bad that yeah when that came i think he was like 36 34 something like that yeah dude that whole year he was on everything too it's that whole like 2012 to 2014 he was on everything but 2013 that was like the main man he was working with drake asap rocky kendrick lamar dude was working with everybody like it was hard to like not hear about two chains so i was like when i think about like damn, i need to have a year like two chains so i'm just like on everything and stuff of that nature so it's like that's one of like one of my main influences it's too. possible just gotta get connected with the right people mm-hmm. yeah sure but even like even though like connecting and networking is important though too but really like really working on your style really like really becoming confident in yourself and your own style just like who you are and basically just working on your brand but also building like the due diligence to kind of create like good ones because dude was titty boy for a while so it's like you know it's not like it wasn't like okay he just tried it like in his 30s and then like boom 30s no, dude he- had to keep grinding for a while he had a solid team, yeah. you know. Um, I'm not sure exactly what his story is, but I can imagine, you know, had a good team around him. It was like, hey, maybe we should do this or do that. Mm-hmm. They gave suggestions. Pretty sure that he had his own thoughts, his own suggestions. Mm-hmm. Put it together, and we got two chains. It's usually how it goes. Yeah, no, seriously, man, because it's just like, you know, Southern lyricists and everything, like, really, like, we live in a time where it's like Atlanta is, like, really, like, really popping, popping. So it's like, it's not just Atlanta, but it's like, okay, like, definitely Miami, of course, and everything. But, like, Southern metropolitan cities are really starting to, like, really show out in hip-hop. Like, I think Charlotte is going to be, like, that third, third person, um, that third, not person, that third a circle of like you know influence in regards to southern hip-hop but moving forward mm-hmm. um and everything especially with the baby um 
pushing what he's pushing and then a lot of other artists and stuff kind of pouring into the city too and everything and pretty much identifying the city. Yeah, shout, yeah. shout out to the baby, man. Yeah. I, I really like a lot of his songs, man. I hope one day to work with him. Shout out to the baby. Yeah, not just working for him. I really hope that the life uh, goes well for him too. I know at this stage right now, he's really... Uh, the it's stuck in his mind that he's a blackballed and everything. Some people believe it, some people don't. Like maybe in the sense like, hey, like you know, if you're an artist and you still got fans and everything, you can uh, be blackballed. But back in the day, like where it's like you need to do, you play it on the radio, you need to do this, mm-hmm. you need to go to people. Where it's like now, it's like you can just upload music yourself. You right. can just pretty much manage yourself. You can pretty much market yourself and kind of build something. You know, so it's just like the whole blackball situation. I wouldn't say like he's blackballed. I would say maybe he's kind of like you know, he just has negative press. So it's like when people. Have have negative press it's like they get that negative um connotation where it's like okay i can't mess with him or whatever and so it's just like you know that's why it's really really important to build a fan base bro so i even say like with other people like build a fan base because like russ nba young boy the one thing that they got is a heavy heavy fan base so it's just like you know they got a community of people that just enjoy what they do and that's really one of the secrets that a lot of people don't understand is to build that community build those people that have follow you and then they'll be the ones that really help you take you to that next level. The only thing that a lot of people don't do, mm-hmm. but some people do, mm-hmm. is help that community mm-hmm. also grow within whatever they do, you know, giving them that support that like, hey, you got me, you enjoy what I do as an artist. Well, let me give some sort of something to you so you can feel like you're growing or you can grow too. That's what a lot of artists and entrepreneurs don't do. And, you know, that's one of my parts of my plan that I want to find a way to help people that has helped me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. It's just like you know, connecting with your fans. You gotta. It's not really so much like image does play into it a little bit, but also really building that connection of just like, you know, like, you know, you kind of not just you see them, but it's just that like you understand them. And like, I get where you're coming from. And then like kind of build that sense of familiarity. You know, well, even with Logic, he talks about mental health a lot and everything. He, and a lot of his songs, he talks about just overcoming that and uh, also uh, overcoming like a horrible background, sense of identity too. some people don't seem as like a black man, although he is a black man. He just happens to be just very, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's a white mom and everything, but just has features that make him look like okay he's he's white and everything but that's not really the case man. in his case you know it's just like but trying to be accepted in that sense and then trying to move forward um with it's just like the whole oh he's corny or whatever right. you know it's just like you know seeing the whole lot of stigma that you got to fight so a lot of people relate to that to an extent mm-hmm. um you know so it's like i feel like that's where his fan core fan base kind of comes from it's like, okay but he likes video games also it's so like when when people started playing a lot of his songs on video game ch- channels of the whole you know that's how he was like slowly building like you know up right. like you got to just find a base at you know like you know who would your audience be why would they listen to you and just like you know like what do you what do you mean to them like what, what do you exactly. symbolize you know though that's very crucial um when we're building a fan base it's like you know so yes. it's just stuff of that nature crucialist things um and honestly having good product mm-hmm. yeah. have actually being talented at what you do in being consistent, I notice when a lot of artists that I've worked with and worked with in the past just don't have that consistent fire in their soul to just keep on going no matter how hard it is because a lot of people don't understand that it doesn't happen overnight. Um, I'm not going to disclose her name, but I was working with an artist, you know, trying to get her in the studio. And we had like a, 
like a little conference call and I asked her like, you know, what is your goals for the next year, two years? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be signed? Do you want to, you want your buzz to be at a certain level? Do you want to have a certain amount of songs out? What do you want to do? And she says, I want to be signed like next month, like Mm-mm. the year. What? I was just like, I didn't want to say it. You don't want to disrespect. You don't want to disrespect. You want to start drama. You don't know how they're going to take it, but I mean, the reality is, it never happens overnight. And if you are overnight success, the quick, as quick as you done got up, is how quick you shall fall. Then you got to do a bunch of crazy things to stay relevant. And it's just like, there's no need for all that. You know, even J. Cole, like literally, like, you don't hear nothing from J. Cole for a while. Unless he's announcing maybe, okay, like Dreamville Fest, which I went to twice. Exactly. Or just general, in general, just music that's coming out or just upload, uh, pretty much uh, bringing awareness to his Mm -hmm. brand of Dreamville. And it pretty much speaks for itself afterward. Like, you know, everybody got artists they listen to on Dreamville. It seems like everybody pretty much connects with that that van and everyone exactly. that brand as a whole shout out to j cole he's an amazing artist i've amazing. been listening to j cole for such a long time amazing artist shout out to j cole yeah no seriously man what do you think j cole means to a lot of us in north carolina man it's just like for him to be like one of the goats one of the top mm-hmm. three although he thinks he's one of like the bronze like you know metal of like which i don't believe so i'm not trying to be biased or nothing Honestly, but it's just like what what j cole represents is just like the perspective of the average joe without being average that everybody not in a sense is special but it's like you know like you can come from a shitty background and still like at the same token so like find sol- uh, find solace and just like okay i can just work Work hard to make my way out of it on that I sense, mean, but it's just like just you know, really just for the soul and everything. I mean, honestly, and, and, and like again, shout out to J Cole. I can't wait to work with J Cole. That will be a great, great thing that will appear that will be created. But I mean, just being um, honestly being a a fan of J yeah. Cole, you know, he's just he's on a level that's completely different than a lot of artists. And, you know, because of that, he may not get the recognition that he deserves. I think he does. The reason why I would say that, I know that he does because his fan base is crazy. He could he could drop an album and go platinum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's still a lot of people that just can't grasp his style or his intellect or his message. They just don't get it. And... I mean, I feel like J. Cole should be on every billboard all over America, all over the world. He should be everywhere. He should be promoted like they promote A-listers. He should be promoted like they promote Beyonce. He should be promoted like they promote Drake. But, I mean, from my from my observations, he's not promoted as much. And I don't know if it's because he chooses not to or that because of what he does, mm-hmm. is it aligned with their agenda but regardless dude it's just at the same time would it still be j cole though like i'm just saying it's just like i feel like j cole is designed for people to appreciate j cole that's what i'm saying no everything no, no, what I'm, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying yeah what i'm saying is i mean j cole to remain yeah. himself yeah of course but be promoted as if he's a super ultra megastar and you know in my humble opinion yeah. i don't think that he's promoted as if he's a megastar even though that he is but he should be out there. He should be like Taylor Swift. He should be like, yeah, 
See, you see what I'm going at? Yeah, I'm just kind of like, kind of like struggling, like, you know, but it's like, you know, what, what, yeah, I mean, I know it's like a, a Taylor Swift fan base, you know, it's just like well, an J. Cole not, fan base, you not, know what I'm saying? Not, not necessarily fan base, I'm more or less I like, know. you know what I'm saying. I know what you're talking about, but I'm just saying, like, the reasons why pop is as the way it is because it's because the majority of the people that conform to the agendas will be more likely to fall in with that. Right, people who right, wouldn't right. usually conform to that would definitely listen to a J. Cole. They could listen to pop and still listen to J. Cole. Like right. that's possible, but I just feel like you know the what what J Cole the message that J Cole pushes, and uh, J Cole as a human being overall, and like you know say something like okay a little pump or a little yacht. It's just it's different. That's what I'm saying. Like it, different people are gonna appreciate things because they align with their different values. Like you obviously value creativity and the intellectual side of music to an extreme degree, right? So you is you'll always mess with J Cole, mm-hmm. and I'll always like you know I value things like like humility and the sense and the vulnerableness that comes with music and creativity as a whole and that's what a lot of things that j cole represents also along with the intellectual properties too i also appreciate that so it's like i will be drawn to j cole i say like j cole what it says it just i was a soundtrack for my life growing up like, through adolescence and getting through adolescence as a whole same with people like Tyler the creator and the list goes on mm. from then on too i'm just saying you're just gonna be drawn into artists who it's just that like you identify with that's why fan base is so crucial because mm-hmm. if you have a fan base that you don't really identify with as much you know it's only gonna fall apart over time you know exactly, what i'm saying exactly. that's that's that's, exactly. a, that's all i'm saying so it's just like that's why with j cole saying that he's a bronze medal like i don't really care about like numbers like, okay like yeah drake could be on top or like kendrick could be in his lane too but i just feel like j cole is just that's like my personal goat to me that's just like personally because like that's just my family i fuck with drake and i fuck with kendrick heavy too but it's just like at the same token it's like j cole is just different to me right today. because it's just like you know i feel like that's where my style be kind of like aligned with also their styles can have influences also but i feel like j cole is like the blueprint to me that's how i kind of see you know yeah. you see how the difference kind of goes on from mm-hmm. there we've been speaking about a lot of this stuff and everything but back on the whole beat situation nah, um, it's okay with you because i want to be able to focus on like you uh, as a whole too but it's just like well i mean that's kind of yeah, that's yeah. kind of i mean you know i'm a producer yeah. you know so I focus on artists. Yeah, I'm not so sure. you know what I mean. So uh, I appreciate the fact that we just talk able to talk about other artists because I hope to, uh, I ain't gonna say I hope I will one day be in the studio with these artists making their music. And, you know, I can sit there and you know. Or just working with the label and everything, work with artists yeah, that they're picking out you know, too and everything. Can, it's all yeah, I can sit down and have this same conversation with J. Cole. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. But it's just like, you know, it's just in regards to like how artists are kind of coming through um, in this uh, decade. And I know you even spoke about Love V and everything and where you pretty much, yeah. had, I don't want to say high hope, but you kind of have a sense of faith and just in regards to like his work ethic and his. Yeah. And, but just like other artists in general, like, you know, it's like, do you feel like the 2020s could definitely be like another respectable decade for music also or like moving forward, you know, from like what we're hearing from a lot of independent artists right now? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely. Really? You really think like no clue at all? I have a lot of faith from like a lot of artists that I'm hearing and everything I, and how we're starting. I think 2023 is going to be the year. I think no, a lot. No, 2020 is the whole decade. Whole <laughs> not, decade. Not, not just this year. Forget I just feel one like, year. I feel like. Over time is what I mean. I feel like um, over time, I will say that in this decade, I do believe it, it will be the return of a lot of, I won't say bullshit but it's going to be the return of a lot of non-bullshit like it's going to be some way better good music promoted on a universal scale on an international scale Mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of the good music good music 
soul music, something that really touches you, isn't necessarily international. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's about to come. I think in the next decade, I do believe that I ain't going to say it's going to go back to the old school, but them old that old school vibes, some old school energies, more music about love and more music about revolution and rebellion against um, the forces that be. I feel like a lot of that music is going to come, start coming, um, especially after the deaths of a lot of artists that were, um, you know, pushing that agenda of rebellion and this people are waking up now yeah, being an individual but also being you know, an individual yeah. a lot of that is going to come and it's and it's going to it's going to yeah. and because of the resources we now have yeah. it's going to be pushed onto and I'm, I'm happy i'm in a position now where it's like you know you're going to hear some of these artists or some of these masterpieces that i'm going to create and you know i'm just happy to be a part of it Oh yeah, no music, dude. Hip hop, especially, bro. Like that's always something to really get into, man. Like, and I feel like, especially for Charlotte, that's why I always talk about like decade to decade. I feel like this decade is definitely gonna be like I don't want to say a renaissance period, but definitely like a genesis period. You know, like where yeah, things are really gonna start changing, and then maybe the twenty thirties are gonna be the decade where it's like, okay. That's gonna be like like the late twenty twenties or early twenty thirties. It's gonna be that renaissance era or like or not only where charlotte's even put up but also independent artists are gonna really really come out a lot stronger now with like people like russ and everything mm-hmm. and lyricists and everything and then just stuff people like nipsey hustle and to a degree also having influence uh for a lot of us and even excess tentacion uh, tentacion let me just say make sure i'm saying it right i just like it's just oh, yeah. a southern cadence and me it just a rule it's off okay i mean the only reason i even uh clown people for that it's not to be mean. It's just I was a big fan. So if somebody say his name a little incorrect, I would try to you know correct them. I hundred percent. I think I'm saying his name correct. XSS Tentacion. Um, I hope so. Um, that was one of my favorite artists. Yeah, dude. Um, I was very sad because I was I was working very hard to work with him. I was reaching out to his management, reaching out to the people that he know, really working hard because I really wanted to work with that kid. He was awesome yeah and members only and everything i really wanted to see what i was gonna take it because it's just like you know imagine because it's like you know what really what really would have been great i know a lot of people might have just like my side eye me with this and everything because like could you imagine like you know like maybe if x and drake were to actually instead of them like drake trying to like take you know no you know you want you couldn't see them working together by no chance like you know the way that it would have been nice mm-hmm. it would have been nice it would have been nice but it's just it would have been nice but it just wanted to work out. I knew it. I knew why. I knew why that happened the way that it did. Okay. I mean, again, you can definitely keep that because I feel like I'm kind of sensing where you're we're going with it. Uh, I, I go there. Well, let's not let's not go fed with the whole conspiracy theories and everything. But it's just like you know. But it's just like you know. And a and a and a and a wonderful work. Guess not because like X was so versatile and like you know Drake is you know versatile in his sense also to really like you know that what if that versatile versatility would have crossed and everything where it's like yeah. Drake could have really helped X and his although they're completely vastly different. Drake and Lil Wayne are vastly different. But it's like you know, but Drake and Lil Wayne was able to like to work with the whole Young Money situation and make bangers after bangers. 
I, you know, I would have yeah. liked the scene, yeah. and I hate that this it would have been a, a Drake and a Pop Smoke song that would have took over the summer. That would have. That, that would. I, I could have seen summer. that because it's like yeah, because the way Pop was really rising that is is God bless like you know. God rest his soul, man. Pop Smoke. Cause dude had a lot of life ahead of him. Dude could have been like, I know people are like, oh, he was a second, like 50 Cent. But it's like, Pop Smoke was Pop Smoke. Like, the, the voice and everything, you know, the consistency of the hits. Dude really could have took over. Pop, X, Juice. It's just like, so many people just passed way before their time. Yeah, I know Matt. Yeah, yeah. The shirt I got on. Oh, no, you got the little peep shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even peep that. Yeah, yeah, they never do. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, there's just so many young artists that would have just like really would have revolutionized like this decade moving forward. Like, X could have definitely been, would have been like definitely GOAT status for Absolutely. sure. I would say he would have been up there like a little bit way past uh, NBA Youngboy for sure. Like, way past mm-hmm. NBA Youngboy. Not trying to compare and contrast because I know NBA Youngboy got a strong fan base too and everything, but X, what way X was going? Juice X was, was, Juice yeah. was amazing. Juice is amazing too, man. He, dude could freestyle for an hour. Have you seen that hour, one hour freestyle and everything? I need to check that because like, yeah, I really need to schedule on the, on the really, because you got to schedule the freaking. Like listen to all that, but it's like it's just it's just crazy because it's like wow, we really got to go hard for real for these people because a lot of these people are like really like artists I really looked up to, mm-hmm. so it's not in a sense of trying to take their place, trying to fill a void. It's, there's so there's so many voids left behind now, and it's like you know like you know hip hop should be like just stacked with like nothing but raw talent and everything for decades again. You know with the nineties, you know the Wu Tang Clan, uh, with the freaking Death Row Records, Bad Boy. You know you had uh your uh, freaking um, Master P and No Limit coming up in, towards the end and toward the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm, I like when rap is just constantly stacked with so many good talent. And it's, I just feel there's a whole lot of voice to be stacked. But it's like from that scarcity, I feel like there's more voice to be filled and everything. So it's just like, you know, there's always that positive note to look on that Absolutely. and everything. So like, where do you feel like hip hop? I know we kind of touched upon that, but like, where do you feel like hip hop could pretty much take for the next like five uh, years to a decade in your own words? Like I said before, you know, more more music about positivity, more music about love and and, you know, rebellion against um, against the system. I do feel like the music, the frequency of it is about to change because, you know, a lot of this stuff that we've been listening to is starting to become stagnant. Nobody really wants to hear about this gangster stuff anymore because hate to say it, but it's tired now. It's tiring, and a lot of these quote unquote gangsters have been exposed, and they're not really who they say they are. And a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are. A lot of them aren't. And we're kind of tired of that shit, you know? And even that's when why. Are, uh, just, even when you are, to, like, even when you are, it's like there's so much that comes back last show. Like, we in the whole Y Cell situation with the Rico Charter. Like, who wants to get caught up like, with that shit, man? Like, really, with that. You know? And honestly, you know, I mean, that's why people like me and a couple people on my team, you know, we come in where, you know, now we're going to find these artists that have more than just a story where they have a talent, they have skills, they're good. And, you know, we're going to put these people on on a place and, and create great records that are memorable and stuff that will, you know, survive the test of time. Something that just not microwave where you hear it a couple of times, turn up, might go to the club, twerk to it. But then, you know, three days later, you forget it exists. Like you're going to listen to this song for the rest of your life. And that's really my goal is to create music that lasts forever. 
Yeah, man. Definitely seek out artists that have a principle too, man. Mm-hmm. Put, always put principle over passion. I always speak about stuff like that, bro. Because really just your values, your habits and everything, that's really going to shine through your music anyway, regardless. If you have no value, no identity, or no direction of where you're headed, you know, whether you're focused on mental uh, health, spirituality, um, really trying to, uh, trying to focus on healing, just focusing on any of those aspects, pushing forward. These positive aspects will take you a lot further, but it's not even just about taking you further, but just really trying to make a positive out of the negative. And, and that's why the artists really need to tap in with stuff like that. You know, it's cool. It's, you know, I like a little traps on a little ass shaking stacks on the ass every now and then, but know to like find a balance, you know, even Tupac can find like songs where like people can party to. And then sometimes how you can like really break down about like, you know, just certainly mm-hmm. going on in the system. Then talk about spirituality, you know, family, love. You can speak about these aspects. A lot of these projects need to be heard, ladies and gentlemen. They need yeah. to be heard. It can't all just be about a nigga fucking, you know, I, I, you thought I was feeling you, you know, like, uh, shout out to I Spice for making it, you know, but it's just like you can only, you could do so much with that. It's like it's like getting like a, a car with just a little bit of gas. It can only take you so far because there's not a whole lot in the tank to speak on, but just regular pleasure yeah. type things. We'll, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. I hope gonna... that she does good and carries her because I want every artist to win in the long run, but it's like, it's just you know, it's just, just my two cents with that. I ain't gonna speak on that. No, for real, but <laughs> but anyway, it's just like, but you know, I know we're getting close, to like the hour hour end and everything. But I just want to ask you some key things. It's just like, what are some things that uh, influence you, um, into like you know, get into music and, and stuff of that nature? And where do you see yourself, um, going uh, from here? Um, some of the things that influence my me and music is honestly. <sighs> It's it's like it's even hard to even say what influences me because it's like music is like an, a, a drug. Mm-hmm. It's like I can make music all day, every day, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, I get inspiration from listening to other artists. Um, sometimes I can hear a sound in the wind and just get instantly inspired. It's so hard to really really explain where I get my influences from. Um, growing up, I listened to a lot of rock music. So um, a lot of my music will have rock influences, but I also listen to like um, old school R&B, the blues, jazz. I listen to a lot of different genres. So a lot of that will be mixed in in different beats and, um, you know, and what was the other question? Uh, basically, just where do you see like yourself like in the music genre? Just where do you see yourself five to ten years from now, basically? Just basically talking about like what brought you here, what are you, what are you trying to take it, basically? In five to ten years, I see myself being one of the top producers in the game where, you know, people call MJR and they say, I need you. Let's go make these hits. I'm going to call MJR to make this hit. I'm going to call MJR to get, get some get some nice hooks, nice lyrics, nice beats, promotion, you know, everything. Even, you know, part of the plans where we'll be able to help artists actually create income where they don't have to go to the label to get money. We'll be able to put you in a situation where you'll be able to get your own money and you'll be able to get loans from the bank and not have to worry about all the extra shit, you know. So you pay the bank back. But guess what? You know, when you pay the bank back, you know, you just if, if you if we if we get you to a point where you can get a, a five hundred thousand dollar loan from the bank, you know, pay the bank back maybe 
don't know, 8,000, 9,000 a month, opposed to, you know, you paying the label back 500,000, they taking 85% of your royalties for the entire deal. And you only coming out with 10 grand out of a whole single. And it's just, no, you know, we, we're going to put artists in a position where we're going to help you make your own money and help you get your own quote unquote advances, but fuck the label is going to get rid of it. And, and, and I'm going to tell every, all you guys a secret. If you didn't know this, you're going to learn today that these record advances that come from labels are just loans from the bank mm-hmm. that they give to artists and you know they pay back the bank then you pay back the interest from the bank then you pay back the royalties to the label and then the label's the only one that wins you barely come out with any money yeah that's bullshit man but it's just like that's how i know you're a real one for real because even talking about financial literacy especially in the music game people just talk about stacks and stacks i got this much it's all about stacks but that money that they give you you gotta pay back the label the label gotta pay back the bank but at the end of the day Every time an artist is signed, a business is opened. Mm-hmm. And then if they just, if you are a flop, guess what? They just close the business and write it off on taxes. Mm-hmm. So either way, they can give you a, a 200, a, a, a 10, $5 million advance. But if you flop, they're just going to write it off and keep it fucking pushing. And their losses will be minimized because of that. And a lot of people don't even know that. So what's the point of even going to a label? Let's get your credit right. And you just go to the bank because at the end of the day, you can hop on Google and find out who they use. You can find out their publicist. You can find out their digital marketing team. You can find out how you get your shit on Apple Music, Spotify and da 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 da. You can find these people that make great, crazy, ultimate music videos. You can find these connections. You can find these people online. You can just go onto a major labels website and everybody that they work with is on the damn website. Instead of you going through the label, you just get the money from the bank and you call them because guess what money talk and if you talking money they gonna they gonna do what they want they gonna do it they gonna do it yeah. same way yeah, I know I, um, I'm not gonna disclose her name but I know somebody that does public relations in Sony she charges 30 to 30k to 50k but listen if you got that 30 to 50k she'll get you popping mm-hmm. and that's just you give her the money she do her job and she go about her business now you popping yeah, come on. Man. It's good. Just build leverage, man. Building leverage is so important for really being on your P's and Q's on like the legal sides of everything, too. It's so crazy, man. You know, it's just like, you know, just get seek out all information that you can before really moving forward. Really write down what you want to like get out of this business for real. I can't really should have said, like, what do you want? Do you want to just uplift your family? Do you want to live financially free? Do you want to like live like where it's just like it's just something to do? on the side mm-hmm. and you just want to do other things it's always good to focus on other things too it can't always be about music like can't just be your only bread and butter i do this podcast situation i want to go into merchandise soon enough and everything it's all a step-by-step process yeah. but you got to be self-aware you can't let these people like you know you can't hold you, you can't, out and everything you, cannot, not you cannot let them use you they you will cannot. use you they will abuse you and you know i know i'll say this um i'm launching a machine mm-hmm. A machine that's going to it's in I created it for creators. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if you got uh you know, if you got some other type of business, I don't know, maybe you cook or something, okay. you know, those type of people are, are also invited to become part of this machine. But, you know, I really want to focus on music creators, you know, at first and then I'll branch out to other businesses. But you know, you 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 
you you sign up, you subscribe to this machine, this product, and there's a step by step formula that's going to take you from the ground to the sky. And this formula is going to put you in a position where you will become your own bank and you will be in control of everything that you do. And you'll and because it, it, there's so much opportunity out there. People just don't have the education. And then, you know. That's the when I build this machine and that's part of the stages of this plan. You know, once this machine is built, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but it's, but I, I'm, I'm confident that it's going to change the lives of so many creators. And it's going to make it easier for them because I feel like a lot of people, it's, it's a struggle. And then a lot of people are, are they were born to create, mm-hmm. but the system doesn't allow them to be in the space of creation. I'm going to create a machine that will be able to put you in the space to create. Yeah. Hmm. This, is a, this is a space to be free to do whatever it is for you to like really feel um, express, you know, that self-expression. That's really like the root of all creativity is to really express yourself. And like you really always push for that. And I always vouch for people that want to really express themselves. And that's all. Don't want to get in nobody's way. Don't want to stunt nobody's growth and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I feel like you stunt your own growth when you put your that into other people's hands. Like, you know, like it's just always stay independent always you know the god put you on this earth with free will you got to be independent you're nobody's slave never be a slave never be a hoe this is not the time we've grown people now he was like you got to really read in between the lines you know you can't point the finger that's the thing is i don't want to be stuck in a label because i don't want just i don't want to point the finger and just be like oh this person the reason why i didn't reach here because this person or that person mm-hmm. or this person ain't tell me is have agency over your own life people mm-hmm. you're your own agency it's okay to be independent it's okay to like go get through the mud a little bit you know it's just like it's okay to stay out the way (laughs) and just really just get yourself together before moving to a certain stage in your life it's not all about just like showing off for people or just being rich or having an aesthetic like oh yeah look how much money I got none of that matters it's so skin deep build a legacy for you and your family brothers everybody we all got the pot of gold within ourselves man you know it's just we all got it hard work beats talent at the same time you can have a little bit of talent but it's that hard work that self-awareness that's the going to be the stuff that's going to change your family dynamics that's, that's just my Absolutely. sense of that stuff of that nature but we gotta we're gonna go pretty much past that hour um hour mark and everything might you have anything else you want to let the audience know before we go off sir yeah absolutely um follow me on instagram um produced by mjr p-r-o-d-b-y dot mjr mm-hmm. follow me on instagram um there's a link in my bio they'll link all of my social media accounts. Also, there's a link where you can book me. Um, I'm doing business consultations for anybody that wants to learn about the music business and the music industry, you know, book me, you know, and I will teach you how to get from the dirt to the sky, if that makes sense. And I know the formula. I have, I've seen it, I've done it. And it's possible for anybody that's in the music business. And you don't need a label. You know, all you need is to find the resources and find the capital. And I can show you how to get there. 
Yeah, man, you hear from a real one right here, the producer, MJR, right over here from Philly. And I make beats. I will produce you. Uh, my beats fire, and, they, and you going to hear them. Let's believe that. Yeah, can't sleep on this dude beats, bro. Dude, <laughs> you're hearing it from me right now, dude. That's why I love doing this podcast. I hear from so many people that I know is going to blow up and from five to ten years from now. Like, I'm guaranteed from what I'm hearing from his beats, bro, you're, you're going to definitely, he's going to be up there with the Lex Lugers and the Timberlands for damn sure. I'm not trying to bullshit nobody like for sure and everything i appreciate you for hopping on for this episode of the mental threats podcast and we sewn in now we're sewing out take care y'all